Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Perfection wears red and black. The dogs have done it 65 to 7. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think Jameson Williams asked Aaron Rodgers for his jersey, and Aaron said, I'm going to hold on to this one. I'm going to hold on to this one. That's what he said. I'm going to hold on to this one. And Tariko heard that and goes, well, that's something. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Super Bowl champion and NFL on prime video analyst Andrew Whitworth. And now it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here uh, on the Roku channel, which is free on all Roku devices and select Samsung Smart TVs and Amazon Fire TVs. It is free. On the Roku app, it is free on the internet tubes. The uh, RokuChannel.com is how you can watch us every single day uh, live here. And if you're you're watching right now, you're seeing in honor of our third uh, hour guest, uh, the longtime terrific offensive lineman in the National Football League and Super Bowl champion from the Los Angeles Rams, LSU Tigers, Cincinnati Bengal, now from Amazon Prime, uh, Andrew Whitworth. I'm wearing a hoodie. Um, you need the sport coat over it. Uh, I know, but uh, you know what? I just kind of like this look, just like this. Um, and um, I, I figure that it's just it's just enough for me to do today to honor our third hour guest in studio. Um, Albert Breer will be here uh, in hour number two. Lots going on in the NFL. General managers and head coaches who are still on the 18 teams that didn't make the playoffs are all meeting with the media and either having mea culpas or inspirational messages that they're going to turn pages and turn things around and things like that. Um, and then, of course, there's Jerry Jones, who's talking about his head coach, who's taking the team into the playoffs. Um, so there's all of that to talk about with Albert Breer and with you at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here in Los Angeles, California, where we're collecting, it's raining so hard, we're collecting animals by twos. And speaking of which, we say hello to both Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo hey. in their spots. Rich. What's up, you filthy animals? Uh, Georgia just scored again, Rich. Thank you very much. Good to see you guys. T.J. Jefferson, light the candle, sir. Light the candle. Look, man, I'm just saying this. I feel bad for you guys who took you know an hour to travel to SoFi yesterday and had to sit through that debacle in the rain. Holy cow. Well, we didn't get wet. I mean, the roof, on, uh, the roof did me. leak a little bit. Excuse me. Hold on a minute. Some That's people a whole would lot dispute of TCU that. Fans got Somebody wet. would dispute that. But it was um, awesome. I mean, debacle for who? Let's, for TCU fans. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the national championship game that just went down here in Los Angeles, California, just up the road in SoFi Stadium. And... Um, it sure looks like that kick by Noah Ruggles as the ball dropped in Times Square. Toe met ball while ball met, I guess, 2023 light-up sign in Times Square at the same time. It sure looks like that was for the national championship that had Ohio State split the uprights. Had Noah Ruggles made that kick, they'd have been the ones 
administering the boat race amongst the raindrops, the torrential downpour here in Los Angeles, California. But that would take away, obviously, from Georgia football and what they have built and what uh, Kirby Smart has built in Georgia. And what he has built is a juggernaut. What Georgia did was take somebody from Nick Saban's staff and say, here, you come here between the hedges and build what Nick's done in, in Alabama. And I proffer to say he's not only built what Nick's done in Alabama, it, it kind of looks like he's, he's one-upped it. Uh, and when you kiss the trophy two years in a row without losing a game, uh, I mean, that's pretty uh, what we call, certainly in the college football playoff era, unprecedented. <laughs> and this is truly unbelievable, what he is building. And the kids that are playing in the National Football League playoffs this coming weekend, um, or those are on their bye weeks this weekend, is another testament to what they're doing. Just churning out one after another after another top-notch professional football players. And then there are others that would be drafted in the top 10, top 15 if they were, you know, old enough or out of high school long enough to be drafted. That Brock Bowers guy, I draft him now. Uh, I, I mean, that kid is unbelievable. Number 19 in your program. I, I was, you know, I went to the game last night with my 11-year-old Coop, and uh, I said to him, you know, that's a tight end. You know, that, that's a tight end. When you when you got to look at a pass catcher and remind, mm-hmm. remind, because he's mossing people. He is unguardable. They ran an end around with him. He's unguardable. <laughs> He is he is versatile. He is dangerous, and, and I'm just mentioning him as is just one, right? It's just one. Um, but you know, when James Cook runs the football this weekend for the Bills, when Jordan Davis stops the run for the Eagles, when he comes back, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on yeah. and on. And Jalen Carter has already said he's turning pro. I mean, Georgia football is all that and a biscuit. And um, they also have won back-to-back championships with the only college football quarterback to uh, have an AARP card. Actually, uh, Stetson Bennett the fourth is halfway to that yeah. AARP card. I got it, Mike. You've got one. I've got one. Uh, TJ won't yes, admit if he has one. I've had one. You get it. You get it when you turn fifty, it, TJ. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's you're not gonna. You're, you're gonna be Magic Johnson when the mailman comes with your AARP card. <laughs> Who's, what's this? I'm not gonna be there. Um, he's halfway to it. Stetson Bennett the fourth. Oh boy. Can ball. Man. He can ball. <laughs> he can ball, dude. He can throw. He puts the ball where it needs to be. And when he needs to pick it up, he scored the first touchdown of the night. And just when you thought this could be a game, and it's 10-7, uh, no. Because not only can he run it in, he can put the ball right where it needs to be. And his guys get open. His guys, he's got windows. He's got windows, and he puts it where it needs to be. And he did that last night over and over and over again. And he is, by the way, how about this stat? He is older than Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and Tua Tungo-Vailoa as we're showing a photograph of him being the latest national championship quarterback to light a cigar, a.k.a. Joe Burrow. He's holding up the yeah. championship belt. And the, he's got more accolades than all those guys combined. And he's got, um, um, what do you mean by accolades? 
back champion. to back, back, back to back, back to back champ, back to back MVP of the tournament. Well, and like, those five guys were, are all quarterbacks that are, are are just led their teams to the playoffs in varying degrees. Uh, he's also older than Kyler Murray, Sam Darnold, uh, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, and Justin Fields, and Lamar. He is older than all of them. Would you rather have him than all, any of those other guys? <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't know, and that's one of the questions I'm going to ask um, Albert. You know, what, what sort of prospect is Stetson Bennett? Because, you know, when he started playing, obviously, as we all know, he was, you know, whatever Jimmy G was on the depth chart this summer, um, <laughs> you know, when he was not going to play for the, for the, for the Niners, it's like, hold my beer on that. What was he, like sixth or seventh or eighth? Or, he's a two-star. He nothing. walked on. He had to transfer. Mm-hmm. He came back. When we were draft, you know, recruiting his replacement. And we were all joking. It's an amazing we were, story. We were all joking as well, and some people still do, that he'll, he'll run. He sounds like he's going to run your hedge fund. Yeah. Well, actually, he's upgraded. When he first started winning football games, it was like, you know, hey, come on down to Stetson Bennett (laughs) Ford. (laughs) We'll put the title in your car, you know, and but now and now he's either a hedge fund manager or is he an NFL quarterback? Why can't I mean, you see what Brock Purdy's doing? Why can't Stetson Bennett do do that? Correct. He made NFL throws last night. He's he can run the ball. He's throwing to NFL players. He's throwing to NFL (laughs) players. Brock Bowers would be a top 10 pick right now. I would agree. So, you know, why can't this guy go out? Look, is he small? Yeah, he's like maybe six feet. He's maybe 200 pounds. Yes. But, but so is the number one pick in the draft this year. So why isn't he just as good as Bryce Young? <laughs> why isn't he just as good? I mean, you, there, there's what different. What do you mean? He just won back-to-back titles. There's different skill sets, and obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean. No, look, look, look. This is all. This is all something that will be discussed over the next few weeks and, you know, when he comes to the combine and he's older than most of the scouts that are there, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'll ask Albert Breer this when he joins us at the top of hour number two. Now then, let's talk about TCU. And of course, since I'm a Michigan man, this one's about me. So, you're, you're uh, show, I, buddy. as I'm, as I, what's the name of the show? It's your show. Thank you. Uh, as I'm settling into my chair at SoFi Stadium last night and realizing that I'm watching the national championship game being played between the two teams that knocked Michigan out over the last two years. Um, It struck me to say, you know what? And it was kind of helpful that I was surrounded by purple-clad individuals. Oh, you're in the TCU Oh, was I? Oh, was I? Shout out to them for showing up. They were were everywhere. They came, they were loud. And... Uh, well, I could have told you that in advance because they were loud at the Fiesta Bowl yeah. and had every reason to be. Every reason to be. Because they showed up in that Fiesta Bowl and made every play. They did, they hardly made any mistakes. The only mistakes were like a tip, tip drill interception, um, uh, a, a couple of, maybe a couple of turnovers, a penalty here and there, obviously a breakdown in defense. They're, 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 they made mistakes, but... They made all the plays, and they were a, a tough opponent that knocked my team out because my team made more mistakes, for sure. And so I'm sitting there thinking, you know, one of the axioms I always espouse on this program, uh, in addition to got to play better than the ref's ref, right? I'm kind of consistent on that front. Certainly when Michigan had a touchdown taken away and then given to Michigan, uh, on the one-half-inch line, and they fumbled it. 
Got to play better than the ref's ref. Got to play better than the ref's ref. So when there is a clear targeting penalty that should be called and then isn't, it doesn't cost you your season. Don't put yourself in that position. So I'm being consistent. The other one that I always say is, if my team loses to somebody, mm-hmm. I would like that team to win it all. Right. Because that lets you think you could have won it all had you actually beaten that team. Right. That's it. Right. And that's born out. That's born out of. You know, many different times my team's having, you know, lost more than not. Uh, and that, that includes me in my personal life. I tell this story all the time. When I was an intern at the Staten Island Advance College intern, I really um, liked a fellow intern quite a bit. Sweet honor. And uh, it was the fir- one of the first uh, Heismans I ever received. Oh. Yeah. And, um, and, but that... Young Lass then went on to meet somebody else at the newspaper. It's tough to watch. Tough but they eventually got married. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So, if I'm going to lose out, I want to lose to somebody that goes the whole way. <laughs> goes the whole way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been that way my whole life. Consistent. <laughs> my, whole, my whole life. Sports, personal life. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I'm thinking that as I settle in. And then the first snap of the game is a false start. Now... I say to Cooper, where was that at the Fiesta Bowl? Where was that team that just jumped? But he couldn't hear me because it was so damn loud in SoFi Stadium anyway. And then a three and out. And I thought to myself, where was that team? Well, Michigan did after not scoring in the first drive, despite getting it down to the two-yard line and pulling some Ann Arbor special that I hope they rip out of the playbook and then torch never to be seen again. They did get the ball. They did stop TCU. So I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. But then Georgia did what Michigan didn't, which was go down the field and just hot knife through butter score. Immediate touchdown. And then, uh, you know, Michigan threw a pick six on their next possession in response to TCU giving them the ball back. Um, and Georgia scored with it. Um, Georgia then picked off Max Duggan. And it was a 10 nothing game just like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe they're, maybe uh, TCU's going to – it's improving. You give up seven, now you give up three, now just give up nothing. <laughs> right. And then while I'm thinking that, TCU gets a broken coverage and goes up top. Duggan throw, goes up top. Nice play. And they wind up scoring. It's 10-7. 10-7. We, we got, got a game. game. We got a game. We got a game. We got a game. We got a game. Little did I know, Georgia was about to score the next 55 unanswered. 65 to 7. Now, I got one of those kiddos who, Coop is one of those guys, like he will watch a preseason NBA game. He'll watch a summer league game, and there's a minute and a half left on the clock, and one summer league team is up by 45, and I'm like, that's it. We got to change the time. It's not, he'll be like, it's not over. <laughs> I turn to him when it was 35 7, right? At half. I turn to him, and I'm like, um, what do you think? You want to leave? And he's like, before halftime, <laughs> I struck a deal as it was raining so hard was, in Los Angeles. Really, hey, really I, I, he, he's, he's been great to the NFL Network. He's kind of technically, in a way, maybe part of our landlord for some of our office space. Uh, Stan Kroenke. So I say this to you, sir, as a, uh, as a, uh, a friend. Uh, your billion-dollar roof leaks when it's really raining. And they made it worse on some of the TCU fans because sometimes, as you know, uh, when things don't go your way, 
uh, for your sports team, it's like, okay, uh, you know, it's not going well, and maybe they're still going up there, and they're doing the horn front. Nothing's more sad. They're such diehard fans. Nothing's sadder than watching somebody do the horn frog thing when they're down by 40, but we saw that. And uh, 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 the, the phrase is, hey, don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. Right. <laughs> that said, I sat there and I thought to myself, how did my team lose to that team? How do we do it? Oh, I thought you, th- I thought no. you sat there and thought, man, Michigan would have lost by 80 to Georgia tonight. No, uh, wow. no, Chris, because in all honesty, um, Georgia was lucky to be there. There were things that did go their way at the end of that game. But they're clearly the best team in the country. Um, you know, here's the thing. Wow, that, you won't even admit that? No, I, I will admit that, but they, in the same way that you can't, you can't sit here and say that. Uh, compl- well, first of all, they, I, I just gave them a 10-minute long kudos that they are the best team in college football and the best program in college football. Even Chris, what do you, I said that they've surpassed Alabama. What more can you possibly say to give somebody a nod and a tip of the cap? Well, I just asked you if they were the best team in the country. Well, and I'm just saying say that yes. but I, I did say that the 10-minute long yes at the top of the program. Okay. But my point is, is this is, you know, every you and. Sarah and every Georgia fan I mean, that I know—it's always about Michigan. Like you wouldn't well, have—I mean, you uh, wouldn't have been on the field last night. You would have—you would have got routed like TCU did. Or and I think you should. Or admit that. Michigan curb stomped the team that almost beat Georgia, and then Georgia curb stomped the team that beat Michigan, and Michigan beat the team that almost beat Georgia. I mean, we could keep going on and on and on and on, can't we? I mean, the the, the Ohio State team that played against Georgia would have curb stomped Michigan in the Final Four too. Really? Because I saw that team in their own home stadium with everything going for them. That's not the team that showed scores. up against Georgia, though, no? Well, then the Michigan team that showed up against TCU might not have shown up against Georgia either, Chris. Man, I just... I just it, it, congratulations on your unique ability to make this always all about Michigan and how they would have done in the game. They would have got absolutely destroyed last night. I don't know, Chris. I don't, this, <laughs> okay. this just in, and I'll, I'll, go, I'll go there since you are right now. This just in, I talk about what is on my mind and in my heart and in my gut. I totally understand so that. So that's just, why I... That's it's why just like I, that was not a game last night, and it wouldn't have been a game against the Houston Texans probably. Like They see. showed up really well, and, okay. and the fact that I'm actually saying these things, I can think all these things at the same time, and the fact that you can also love the Patriots so much and want your all-time great coach either fired or completely sat down and have a conversation to, you can have those two things in your own head and your heart, those right? Are, those are independent of past performance. At any rate, okay. this is all I was thinking last <laughs> night, is how great Georgia is and is better than Alabama and have all these players that they're going to go to the NFL and it's going to be tough for anybody to beat them. As I said in the first 10 minutes of this show that you have now conveniently forgotten because oh, wow. you, are now, you are now going to come back at me and say, not. Michigan absolutely against that Georgia team last night would have had a very difficult time winning and okay. it might have been a very Let tough me time for me then. last night. In the same way, I watched two teams that beat my team in the last two years to end it. I'm like, how did Michigan lose to this TCU team? How did they do it? Yeah. Is what I sat there and I thought okay. last night. Should Alabama have been in the Final Four now watching the game last no, night? No, you can't say that because TCU, you know, I, I don't know if you could say that because in the same way that you said but that. That was Georgia, a big conversation last night on Twitter. Like if, Alabama should have been think, here If then. you think Georgia would have beat the Houston Texans, which is absolutely the all-time way of saying the worst team in the NFL no, I, could lose to the best team in college hyperbole, football. But right. I'm just saying. Exactly. 
So in that respect, too, they should have beaten the crap out of Alabama as well. And I would have loved to have seen them play them this year, but they didn't because they're not forced to play each other every single year. Wait for it, like my team is, everybody else in there, and their rivals are now setting work, him off right? on you're purpose. Just doing, man, you're just getting me going. Purposely. But I'm, I'm expressing to you last night, congratulations to your team. Don't congratulate him. Not my, it's not my team. Don't congratulate Why? him. Why? It's not his team. Oh, boy. I just said it's, it's not my team. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, he's by default. It's a team of my household. Yeah. But did you really just say that Georgia could beat the Texans? Because no, like, they wouldn't. But that's hyperbole. Okay. It's like, tough to sometimes get the wheat from the chaff about what he's doing for effect and whatnot. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure that out in real time right now on the show. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. And obviously, my team was one in the Final Four, and they did lose to the team that lost by 65 to seven. Look, all three the of my final teams numbers won are games, so, so freaking lopsided; it's ridiculous. And it was unwatchable, and it was very difficult. And I feel for the TCU fans that flew all the way out here and got to the game in one of the worst weather days in the history of this city. Yeah, it's crazy out there. So, at any rate, yes, Georgia would have won against anybody last night, including my team, Chris. But I am allowed to sit here and also say that and then come on this show and talk about what's in my heart and my stomach. I'm not stopping you from doing that. I just... (laughs) 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. The Dallas Cowboys are oh, here we go. getting, well, I mean, Jerry Jones talked today about his, uh, his coach and said what one would want to hear. Jerry's if, always got something to say. He does. <laughs> 844-204-RICH, number to dial. That's coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show and the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, powered by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. There's a passing bomb, Chris. Is that what you said? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, a passing bomb. And I mean, don't normally get some late breaking uh, MLB news, but uh, I'm, uh, apologies, TJ. Carlos Correa is going back to the Twins. What the hell is happening here? <laughs> Finalizing a six-year, $200 million deal. 
Wow. A vesting option can max out at 270, obviously pending physical. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. You know, uh, look, that was... I mean, you're that, set anyway. <laughs> that's a lot of money in a lot of years. But I don't understand. So the, he signs with the Giants for all that money and all those years, and they're like, wait a minute, there's something going on mm. with the physical. And, and the, then the, the Mets, Mets swoop, swoop in. in and say, here's money. And they say, we don't and, care. And those no, years, what we, we were we talking about? They were like, yeah. we don't care. Yeah. Like the whole Magic Johnson, you know, or, or no, oh, no, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, like, Stephen we a. don't Smith. care. <laughs> Apparently something happened. And then so the, then the Mets pull back. And now and he's staying. The, and he's staying in Minnesota. And again. For half the years. But they, they, out of all the teams, must not be surprised by what whatever's come up on this physical. You would assume. I mean, he's been there. He's well, been he was the there training sta- one year, right? But two. the training staff has been on <clears throat> with him for 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 all that time. That's wild. Wild. You don't need him. You I didn't mean, need him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, it was a luxury item. It's like Mike. Like, hey, I have two cars. Let me buy a boat. <laughs> but still, this <laughs> this is this is quite the luxury <laughs> item. This this kid is the real deal. Um, I I don't know. I don't know God, how to feel something. about that right now. TJ. The, I guess we dodged uh, a proverbial bullet, perhaps. No, no one seems to know what the physical, what's showing up. But again, that was a lot of money, and that was a lot of time. Um, so maybe it's a good so thing. So now right? the twins are like, yeah, okay. You got to go, go around and seek out other teams. And I hope he didn't sell his house. <laughs> right? <laughs> could you imagine if he yeah. did all that? Looks like he could afford a new one. That's I mean, that's yeah, it's like it's just the inconvenience. Yeah, know? just the having to move. Guys are moving down the blocks, man. Wow. Forget. Max out of two hundred seven. It's pe- oh, it is pending it physical. Is, is pending. Oh, you didn't tell me those yeah. last oh, four see, words. I did. No, I did. Oh, you did. I did. It is pending physical. Pending physical. <laughs> Passing those. What's he going to wind up doing? Is Let's he going to? Why don't you FaceTime him real so quick? Is he going to play for those, what, the banana splits? If, if not, what are those names of that team? Oh, the, what, yeah, the Savannah, yeah, yeah, the yeah, banana, yeah. the Savannah, the Savannah oh, bananas or something like that? Savannah bananas. If these don't work, is that what he's going to end up doing? Oh, he's going to the Altoona Curve. Yeah, the Savannah bananas. So what are you going to play for them? That's a fun team. I don't know. Savannah. Maybe they got a physical process that's really they, stringent, too. Do we too. know what the physical limitation is down here I have right no now idea. like what like why is this always a whole bunch I, of nuts? I I don't know like I said that's why we should FaceTime passing right now is that what we should do you know he knows okay. I'm sure his hair looks great I'm sure. of course <laughs> that's a given Chris <laughs> all right let's go to sideline Mike sideline Mike congratulations you're living your best life in Atlanta what's going on sideline Mike hey brother oh, I can tell you this <laughs> I've been a George fan since 1977 the last time before last year that they won a national championship, gentlemen, I was 19 years old. Mm. I will be 61 in July. Wow. So I am the epitome of patience and waiting. And the best part about the game last night, my wife would say, this game's not exciting. I'm like, no, it's not. And I'm glad it's not. I want to see Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit trying to figure out what to talk about for the next hour and a half, okay? Because <laughs> the game is over. That's now, it. Rich, yep. <laughs> we wanted that maze in blue. Mm, me too. We wanted to show everybody that last year was not a fluke. I don't think anybody <laughs> thought last year. Hey, sideline Mike, I don't think anybody thought last year it was a fluke in any way, shape, or form. 
you know, Georgia was clearly the better team, and Michigan, I thought this year had the better quarterback and than than the yeah, previous yeah, year. You got robbed, Rick. You, you know, got we got the Michigan's you team was robbed. upgraded at, at key positions, and uh, but and then the running back gets, you know, who was kind enough to call in yesterday that, you know, saying that he's going to come back and use this show's platform as as uh, uh, you know as his to announce he's coming back. I thought that that might be a difference, but. But when it's all said and done, I mean, Georgia's the best team and has the best program, and they're 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 the team to beat next year. And we'll see what happens with their new quarterback. I, I proffer to say they won't have any issues, and they'll make the college football playoffs. And we'll see which one of the three teams that makes it has a chance to to take them on. We'll see what happens. So. Yes, sir. And like I say, guys, I'll be a regular, and it's great to be a Georgia Bulldog. You guys have a great day. Right back at you. Congrats, Congrats Mike. Mike. There he goes. That's a long time to go without championships, man. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> Over here. I've been with Michigan since 86, and there was one year, and, and Nebraska took half of it. Oh, that is true. Yeah, because Tom Osborne was retiring. Here's a gold watch. Take half of Michigan's title. <laughs> and I know that there's an argument that Nebraska deserved it, and Nebraska would have beat Michigan. By the way, I think that Nebraska-Michigan debate in 97 is what really – spark the idea of we we we, we got to get a bcs going yeah you know we got to get something going and they came up with bcs with the slide rules and all that stuff with remember they remember they they used to come out uh i remember because i would, I would like do a, some of those shows like a formula right? yeah it's a formula yeah. and like oh gosh they're they've got 0.86 in this category yeah, that nobody yeah. understood it was like every category was like uh was so completely um Strange, it made NFL passer rating easy to figure out. <laughs> right. You had no idea. 158.3. And then they finally, line. after all of that, said, well, what about the two other ones? And somebody might come out from like a seed three, seed four, and beat the one or a two team. And now we're got one more year of just four. And that's the whole thing. It's just like, you know, so if TCU makes it and beats a team like Michigan and um, – and gets to a national title game and takes on a team that has so much more talent at every position and that won't make the mistakes and you make the mistakes and you get 65 to 7 as the final score, what happens? I don't know. I guess they figure out if there's a 12-team race that somebody like TCU will get weeded out before a championship game. I don't know. And Alabama would make it. USC would have been playing, right? I imagine. Penn State would have been playing. Yeah, you know, these things would have all happened this year. So, anyway, congrats to Georgia. The <laughs> Dallas Cowboys are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. I don't know if you've heard that. <laughs> it's the first Monday Night Football playoff game ever. And I think the league, you know... Um, did, did that mess with me? No, I think the league was is genuinely excited about... Um, a Monday night football playoff game. Um, and I, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out if this had anything to do with it. You know, whatever happened in Cincinnati about the five-minute get-back-on-the-field situation and ESPN reported what they reported and the NFL, you know, chief uh, football operations executive is saying, this is ridiculous. That never happened. And and it's it's not it's not pretty. Um you know, ESPN had to put out a statement. I don't know if this is another way of just saying we're all good. Here's the greatest game ESPN's ever put on its air. <laughs> Here's like the biggest ratings bonanza ESPN will ever have. And they got ESPN two. They got the Manning cast, and they got they got Deportes. They got 
Plus. They got, I mean, it's going to be on a million platforms and the whole country is going to see it on their phones or on their television sets or in bars or whatever. And it's going to be lit. Westwood One's got it on the radio. I'll be part of that on Monday night. It's going to be amazing. Um, I hope you're right. No, I, I, it's it's going to be great. I know you're nervous about the outcome as well. You should <laughs> um, because of the way that Dallas has been playing. And I know Tampa hasn't lit any fires with the exception of that final, final, uh, you know, home game for them where they finally connected Brady and Evans to the tune of 200 some odd yards. And Brady had a great game and they clinched the division. Uh, the Bucks haven't lit any fires yet either. But the Cowboys, and Brady in maybe his last game as a pro, certainly his last game as Tampa, with that on the line against the Dallas Cowboys team that has captured the fancy of the, the country for so many years, and then this team in particular, with Mike McCarthy having been one and done last year, and Dak, you know, not giving the ball to an official properly in time and not getting a final snap off. I mean, all of that has been hanging over this team all year long with Dak and the Cowboys playing down to their level of competition almost every single time that they can and then surprising everybody when they're taking on a team that's higher seated than them. You know, inconsistent. Which is the case on Monday, so. So. And hanging all over this is everybody thinking that Jerry's going to make a move, certainly with Sean Payton ready to come back to coaching, clearly, and that has been the apple of the Cowboys' eye reportedly rumored to be here was jerry today when asked if monday night's game with everything i just put on the line for you what is at stake in front of as many eyeballs that will be taking it in and ear gates taking it in is this a must win for mike mccarthy to keep his gig this is jerry on 105.3 the fan in the metroplex (laughs) could anything happen in this playoff game monday that could put Mike McCarthy's job status in question for next year? No. Just, uh, I don't even want to. Uh, no. That's it. I, I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. There you go. I'm shocked that it was such a short and succinct answer. Well, because he knows. I mean, this is the man who told Cooper Rush, please make a quarterback controversy out of your stint. And he did. <laughs> sort of. But I, as you know, at the time, interpreted that to, to say, you know, win as many games as possible. You know, I'd love to have that controversy conversation that I know would come, even though I have no intention of replacing Dak with Cooper Rush, and I guess he feels the same way with Mike about Mike McCarthy. But I'll tell you what, man, there's always circumstances that happen in playoff games you never know. But you can also have to sit here and say as well, hey, the other way, any sort of inkling of doubt. He did say minuses, didn't he? Wait a minute, there was not going to go into the pluses and minuses. There must be minuses. Oh, he said, wait a minute, I've got a lot of other things to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than just a playoff game. Does he mean the way that they just played last week? I mean, he knows that we're going to make mountains out of molehills no matter what, so why give him a mountain at all or a molehill at all like he did for the Cooper Rush thing? That's the way I'm interpreting that. But did, did anybody see the end game of last year's 
49ers game coming? Anybody see that one coming? Nope. By the way, anybody see 65-7 coming other than Las Vegas and everybody who roots for Georgia? <laughs> I don't think Georgia fans saw that coming. No I don't know. Also, Rich, this uh, Monday night game has got to be better than last year's Monday night game. Remember, Rams-Cardinals was Monday night. Wild oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I, that's right. I forgot. I was actually better. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you forgot about it because it was so bad. Duh. <laughs> 34-11 last year. Thank you. Oof. I appreciate that uh, very velvety uh, correction on your part. Uh, vast improvement from the way the first segment ended. <laughs> hey, look, Rich, I want to get imp- I want to improve segment by segment. I appreciate that. As the week Just goes hope on for the best. and the year goes on and hope. And that's not. all we can do here is get better. <laughs> that's all we can do, right? <laughs> minute to minute, day by day. Day by day. Week by week. Oh, we lost our signal. It's, that's how hard it's raining. Is that right? It's nuts what the hell's going on here. The it, fog re- was so thick coming over. There. How thick was it? How? Oh, dang, I missed it. Crap. About a thousand feet visibility, no joke. It was pretty it's, bad. It's crazy here, and again, it was not. And again, like I said, I feel for all those fans who came in from Texas, probably because yeah. they, they they probably had those plans uh, in their back pocket for all of like five days, you know. But still, um, you kind of come to Southern California for something like this, expecting some sunshine. I don't know how they did this because in at the Fiesta Bowl, you know, there was a, a TCU side and a Michigan mm-hmm. side, but it was completely. Mixed up every now and then you'd look at the maize and blue side and see a lot of purple in it. And then you'd look at the purple oh, side yeah. and see a lot of maize and blue in it. Last night, it was like a wall of purple. It was. It was split. And then a wall of red. 50, and you could 50. see where it split. That sounds like segregation and I ain't with it. No, just, all right. What hell's happening here on this program? I thought it was 50-50 though last night. Didn't it was. You? No question. Yeah. And it was really loud for everybody. It was really loud. All right. 844-204-RICH. Still to come on this show, I've got the top five non-playoff teams I would buy stock in for 2023. I've got that list. That's a good one. Uh, Oh, yeah. Captain. Man, this dude, he's on his list stuff. I I am on my list. We're on this show. I'm on my A-plus list game. (laughs) 844-204-RICH is the number for you to dial here as well. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They're yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Eight four four two zero four eight. Sorry to our terrestrial radio audience and our listening radio audience when you hear us laughing so hard coming back. You know. But we were just talking about you know I said that you knew you made the right decision not to go to a game uh, when the uh, the winning team hit the over on its own and TJ's like how'd you know that and I'm like well the guys next to me knew it. 
And I'm like, well, yeah, no, my son knew it. That's, my 11-year-old knew it. That's although, what broke us. Although, like, again, Coop, we, we made a decision that he, we could we could leave by the third. If the third quarter was it was out of hand by the end of the third. And then when they went up, oh, nice. I think it was 40-something. Well, I think or we might have seen him hit 50. Yeah. Uh, and that's where, like, we're, we're, we're out. We're gone. So that's and Coop, Coop was fine with it, too. The white flag? Although, although at halftime, he said maybe we should stay to see if Georgia scores 100. <laughs> And I couldn't sit there and tell him, come on. They, they scored on I mean, every possession. They should have done it. it was, there were guys open everywhere. Yeah. And then when there was just even a slight window, Betson, uh, Stetson Bennett hit it. Yeah. He hit that window yeah. every time. The running plays were getting 8, 9, 10, 11 yards a pop. Yeah, at one point they were averaging 9 yards a play. 254 rush yards to 36 589 total yards to 188. They didn't even have two football fields of total yards in a national championship game. Man. Go figure that. They made him a captain. <laughs> 844-204-RICH. Number, I don't know why that line just popped in my head, but it did. 844-204-RICH. Number to doll here on the program. Um, one of the teams digging out from underneath the wreckage of the 2022 National Football League campaign is number three on my list of top five most disappointing teams of the season yesterday. When you come in um, with a kid that had a revelatory season at running back and can be MVP, certainly behind an offensive line that we said over and over and over again would be the best one that Matt Ryan was playing behind maybe his entire career. And this is a guy who was playing behind an offensive line that uh, that he he was an MVP behind at one year, took him to a Super Bowl in in Atlanta. But boy, did it fall apart! And it fell apart fast for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, when they tied the Houston Texans to start the season, it's kind of like, what was that? What was that? And then you know the Colts just began to sputter, and they 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 got Matt Ryan you know destroyed. He was an iron deer in the front lawn to begin with, you know, at the Jaguars, home for the Chiefs. I don't know. How the hell did they win that game? They were 1-1-1 one, one, and one at one point, right? <laughs> How'd the Bears beat the 49ers? They got swept by the Tennessee Titans by week seven. It was over. And the Titans, as we all know, lost every game pretty much in the last two months of the season. That game at the Denver Broncos, I think – Turned us all back into cavemen. That's how that's how it was stone agey that game was. Remember that one? Oh yeah, the Thursday night. What a horrible oh, game that was. Right. Yeah. And then they started they 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 turned to <laughs> Sam Ellinger just in time to feed him to the Belichick Wolves. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah, what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a kid who's never played before. Let's throw him out there against the Patriots. On the road, by the way. And that was Frank Reich's Hadios farewell. They're gonna bounce him. And, I, you know, this may be a top 10 moment in the history of this show, Chris. When you are looking at your laptop and you're like, oh, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> and you're like, the Colts just hired Jeff Saturday. And I'm like, what? Literally nobody could have seen that. Guy. You're like, what? Because it was like they fired Frank Reich. Oh, man, did they really pull the trigger on Frank yeah. in the middle of the season like that? That is pretty damn cold after they clearly... Told him you got to start the kid over Nick Foles. I mean, right. and he, Nick Foles is the reason why Frank Reich was a head coach for the Indianapolis Colts in the first place. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Right? So weird. Yeah, no, no, don't go to Nick. 
Don't go to Nick with the season online. Let's not go. Let's see what we've got in the kid and feed him to the Belichick Wolves. And when the result that we could all see coming, like it's one of those horror movies you're watching through your fingers, you know, uh, happens. And when that result occurs, let's fire the guy and then hire Jeff Saturday, who then, by the way, because the Colts had already fired the offensive coordinator before firing Frank Reich, has got to turn to a, a, a kid who's never called a play before to be his offensive coordinator. And Punks unbelievably, they went to Vegas and won that game. <laughs> Jeff Saturday, once upon a time, was 1-0, just like the national championship game was once upon a time 10-7. <laughs> can you at some point, maybe this week, maybe next week, can you do a top five of the strangest results of yes. the 20? The, wait, when you look back, the, the, yeah, the top look, five, did that really happen? Yeah, results yeah you of look back and you're like, wait, what? Done. Next, uh, tomorrow. I got it. Fantastic. Got you covered, Chris. So here we go. The Colts now have to dig out out of all this. And uh, Jeff Saturday, as we all know, after winning that game in Vegas, lost every single one after that. And it wasn't all blowouts, by the way. I mean, he almost beat the Eagles the week after, right? I'm telling you, he he nearly handed the Eagles a second consecutive loss. They were coming off of their first loss of the season against Washington at home, and they go to Indianapolis – and they had that game in their hands, couldn't finish that one. Then a Monday nighter against the Steelers, they were in in that one. Yep. Then they go to Dallas. It was just 21-19 going into the fourth quarter, and then the roof caved in. They gave up 33 unanswered. Then they next week score after then the next week after their bye, next game after their bye, they scored 33 unanswered to start the game and then blew it. <laughs> and then not only added on top of taking Frank Reich's job, they 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 took Frank Reich's record and gave it to Kirk Cousins, biggest comeback in the history of the NFL by a quarterback in any game, regular or post. Then came the Monday nighter against the Chargers, as we all know. That was the one where the, it looked that was the one where they, they they looked listless out of any of them. At the Giants too, that doesn't great. And then the home against the Texans, they had it all wrapped up. They had it all wrapped up. Bears fans are like, okay, the Davis Mills Hail Mary. Ah, it would have been nice to have the first overall pick. And Lovey Smith spits <laughs> in the eye of the yeah. Texans as he goes out the door by going for two. We're not playing for overtime in week 18. I'm going to win this game and stick you with the second overall pick when you stick me with the pink slip that I know is coming. What a season. <laughs> Chris Ballard, the general manager today, was facing the music. And uh, he said, I failed. I mean, this I, what I love about this guy. He just puts it all out there. He minces no words. This is what he had to say about Jeff Saturday potentially getting the gig. He is going to be a candidate, okay? Um, tough. And I told Mr. Say this. I mean, I like when, when, he, when he made the decision and we talked through Jeff, I, I, I voiced my concerns, I, which were, look, this is unprecedented. And we're putting him into a really tough situation here, taking a, a team over midseason um, it's going to be tough, and I wanted to make sure he understood that. And I had the same talk with Jeff. He'll go through the process just like everybody else. Be interested to hear his, his vision, um, how he wants to build it. I mean, he'll go through the whole interview process. So there you go. There you go. Chris Ballard, that, that's the very nice way of saying um, I love Jeff. Jeff's great. Is that what he meant by tough? Was that like tough? Jeff's going to be a candidate or Jeff is tough? Jeff is tough. And Jeff, you know, hey, Saturday did show 
under some insanely adverse situations. They were in a lot of a, a team that was that was playing hard for him. Yeah. Okay. He also had some really quizzical decisions on timeouts and challenges, which is what's going to happen when you've never done it before and it comes at an NFL speed. It doesn't matter how many times you've won championships and had Pro Bowl seasons snapping to Peyton Manning. This is a totally different endeavor and one that he definitely, I think, um, relishes the challenge. But that would be a tough sell to the fan base to say... He's coming back. And then who's the quarterback? And then who's the coach? If not Saturday, is it my guy, Harbaugh, or somebody else? I can't believe the Colts season went the way it did, but it sure did. Albert Breer coming up. This is what uh, Chris Ballard had to say about uh, the responsibility of, of his roster building and the way the season went with Matt Ryan behind that offensive line and Jonathan Taylor having a dreadful follow-up season to his relevatory, relevatory uh, 2021. Look, I failed. I'm not going to sit up here and make excuses. Failed a lot of people. Um, highly disappointed, you know, about where we're at, how the season went. You know, I never take lightly what's at stake here. And it's not, you know, the wins and losses, but, you know, people's lives are on the line. Players, families, coaches, families front office, people in this building, and I don't ever take that lightly. And, you know, I'm disappointed. Um, disappointed where we're at, and ultimately, it falls on my shoulders. I know there's doubt. There should be. Absolutely there should be. Uh, the criticism, it's warranted. Criticism, you know, regarding my job and what I've done, it's warranted. But I'm still, I've not lost any confidence and what we can build here. I love it. I mean, I know Colts fans might be like that. And, uh, you know, and uh, uh, a token for back to the lack of a phrase, get me on a bus. <laughs> but, I mean, it's what you want to hear. And he has built teams before. It's just who's the quarterback, who's the coach. Lots of huge decisions for the Colts in the coming weeks. <laughs> 